And welcome, everybody, and happy 2020, everybody. I can't believe it. We've actually made it to the new year, and today is January 4th, and we have a whole new year, a whole new thing of programming. So let's tell you what's happening this morning. Okay, Uh, we have the Astro News of the Month coming up shortly, and there's all sorts of things happening this month that we're going to talk about. And our guest today is Ray Grassy. He's from back east, and he's one of the best astrologers I know. And he's going to be on. We're going to talk about all about the events that are going to be happening this month. And astrologers have been warning about this month for quite a while. So we're going to talk about why they've been warning us about this for a while. And I've been warning people, too, because it's pretty intense. So anyway, we're going to do that. And then we're also going to have our Astro uh, Celebrity of the Week. That is going to be Mr. Adam Driver. And this was suggested by Ray. He's very, I guess he's getting to be very, very popular. And I could see why his chart is interesting. He's a Scorpio. So we're going to be looking at his chart a little bit. And then for the rest of the hour, we're going to be talking more with Ray about the events that are happening possibly right now. And things are right now getting kind of, kind of tense. And then um, also what this could lead to, possibly, but also what, you know, what type of world things are going to probably be happening over this next month or so. This is going to be probably the most intensive month for uh, quite a while that we've seen. So we stay tuned, everybody, and stay with us because, um, you know, it's probably just a really good idea. And I've noticed it this week. Oh, by the way. My co-host, Doug, is not here today. He's doing an audition for a movie. That silly boy. Anyway, so, um, so you know, um, just watching these events and this, this whole week has been really intense. And I've had a lot of tense things happen in my life. And I figured, well, that's part of the Saturn-Pluto thing, which we're going to talk about. But uh, anyway, it's just... Um, it's going to be crazy, so we're going to going to be watching that. That's coming up. So anyway, and after that, I think we're going to be doing our usual stuff here and um, also our events of the week. So we're going to be doing all that, too. So we're going to have a good show today, and this is our first show of the year, and I wish everybody out there a happy new year. I hope you all have a good one, and in spite of everything that's going on. All right, all right, so... Anyway, uh, we are going to take a really quick break right now. We're going to come back and do the Astro News of the Month. This is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. Alternative Talk 1150. We're on your radio at 1150 AM. We're on your HD radio at 98.9 Channel 3. So many ways to listen. We're on the web at 1150kknw.com. Streaming live audio and video as well as MP3 archives of many of our shows. So many ways to listen. And now, we're on your smartphone or tablet. Download our free app in the Apple App Store or Google Play and take Alternative Talk 1150 anywhere you go. So many ways to listen. Make us part of your daily routine. Alternative Talk, 1150. And that wonderful music cue is the cue for the Astro News of the Month. And we have a whole lot of stuff to talk about. And right now I'm going to bring on our guest, Mr. Ray Grassy. He's going to be on the air to talk to us about this. Ray Grassy, how are you? Hello, Ray. Is he there? Oops, he 
He disappeared. Oops, not there. Okay. All right. Well, well, tell you what, I will talk about it, okay? So anyway, um, we'll just try to get him back on the phone here. Who knows what happened? So um, anyway, today, this is the lunar eclipse. We have we have several events, three major events that is happening um, during this time. And um, lunar eclipse is on January 10th. And that's uh, this month. You know, that's coming up in eight days, folks. No, six days. Sometime next week. It's going to be about noon. It'll be at 20 degrees of Cancer of Capricorn. And the reason I mention the degree points because it sort of emphasizes the uh, Saturn-Pluto conjunction coming up um, on January 12th. Everything's compacted in a couple of days here, folks. So you just kind of have to realize that this is going to be really intense. So anyway, um, yeah. So is he back on? Okay, good. I'm going to welcome our guest now. He's back on. Hi, Ray. <laughs> I could hear you, but you couldn't hear me. I don't know what happened, but here I am. Isaac, it's got to be Mercury retrograde. <laughs> Jeez. Anyway, I've noticed that this whole last week. Everything's just been kind of getting through to people on the phone. It's been crazy. It's just like a mini Mercury retrograde. It really is. Well, Saturn can have much the same effect, you know, and there's plenty yeah. of Saturn triggering right now too. yeah that's true and saturn makes a makes an opposition to my mercury so that's probably uh, it yeah so mm. anyway so i was just like that uh-huh, no thank you anyway um i've just started talking about the three events that are coming up this month i have three calculated anyway first is the lunar eclipse on the 10th then uranus stationary going direct on the 10th also the same day and then the saturn pluto conjunction on january 12th okay right. so so let's talk about these guys because, you know, um, we'll give, give a couple minutes on this and then we're going to go more into that in just a little bit. So um, so the eclipse is starting it. So, I mean, this is kind of like, do you think that what's happening now in the Middle East may be something to do with this? Oh, absolutely. And okay. I think it's a very unusual combination of energies, the full moon eclipse and the Uranus stationed, and then the Saturn-Pluto. Right. And it's very hard to predict exactly how that's going to play out because it's not just one energy. Right. But the interesting thing about the eclipse was there was an eclipse, I think, in January 15th or 16th of 1991 okay. in Capricorn, and that was right at the start of the first Gulf War. Oh. And it's interesting that this lunar eclipse at 20 degrees Cancer, it's a... Uh, Full moon eclipse, that's a full moon between the moon and one sign, the sun and the, for those that don't understand, the sun is right. the opposite yeah. sign. Right. And the sun is going to be at 20 degrees of Capricorn, and it's not too far from the degrees of that 1991 eclipse that right. began the Gulf War, so let's hope it doesn't have some kind of uh, cyclic resonance with that period. That's right. I remember that day. I remember that. Yeah, it was a heavy day. It was very heavy, and... I kept they kept saying January fifteenth or something like that or um, that was the day the this the day that everybody was watching out for and says well right. nothing's happened yet nothing's happened yet oops uh, <laughs> we've uh, you know the bombs yeah. went off and you know and so and I believe that was uh, the eclipse I believe was conjuncting Saturn and Capricorn oh boy and it just was this heavy energy in the air and yep. I think that the eclipse this time combined with the Uranus and the uh, Pluto, you put 
anytime you take major triggers happening close to one another, they tend to kind of bounce off of one another and amplify the energy, and it tends yeah. to be very significant triggers. Right. So whether it's, you know, going to war with Iran or not, this yeah. is a turbulent week, and I think it's going to be affecting everybody to some extent. It's not all bad. It's just no. that it's, it's dramatic. Yeah. And the thing that I've noticed that I, I've actually personally, I watched all the news yesterday and, and when this thing started the day before yesterday, and I was listening to everybody, well, you know, we're at war with Iraq, you know, you know, and I said, we're not, you know, like, like, let's, let's tell the facts as they are, not as what you are imagining them to be and being alarmistic. Because I was noticing that most of the broadcasters were saying, well, what if this happens? Then this is going to happen. This is going to happen. Yeah. This is going to happen. And I actually feel like that's probably the part of the Saturn and, and the Pluto and, you know, being involved is that let's look at the facts. Let's not make it up. You know, yeah. let's not borrow from the future, which hasn't happened yet. So, I mean, this is what I'm sensing anyway. So, okay, yeah, yeah you know, so I, I basically turned the news off and says, I'm not going to even listen to these people because they're just going to project the worst stuff that's happening. So, anyway, so, and so you think now the next one, which is Uranus going stationary direct, we both know how stationary planets are because we both love them to pieces. Anyway, um, the... You think that the Uranus, this is definitely connected to the eclipse now and what's happening right now, right? Well, when you put those three together, I mean, because I don't think you can really see them in total isolation from one another, but when you put them together, it right. packs quite a punch, quite yeah. a punch in terms of yeah. energy. It's yeah. energy flowing through, and yes. and Uranus is, uh, and all three of those, it's, they don't, they have an orb. So we're talking about an effect that extends, you know, at least a couple of weeks on either side. Right. But it comes to a head that second week of January. Right. Exactly. And um, I think that it, Uranus in, in Taurus, in tropical uh, sign of Taurus, yeah, it shakes things up some more in terms of any time you see a Uranus changing directions. Yes. There's an element of unpredictability, of suddenness. Yeah. Uh, it can be innovation, but it can also be dra dramatic sort of disruptions or unconventional sorts of right. developments. And it is all affecting Trump's chart quite a bit, by the way. Yes, it is. And again, you know, keeping this very nonpartisan, it's, you can talk about transit hitting someone's horoscope without getting political about it. Mm -hmm. And Trump, these planets, are the Saturn-Pluto, as I predicted in that article for Mountain Astrologer right. last June, I said, January was going to be a very turbulent month for Trump. And I thought it was just going to be maybe the impeachment proceedings, but it looks like it could be this whole thing in Iran and Iraq. Well, you know, the thing is, he also has a Sun-Uranus conjunction in the 10th house. Yeah. That's sort of like adding Opposing the same... the Sun. Right, exactly. So, I mean, he's actually, um, a, you know, characteriz characterization of all three of those transits. He's the epitome yeah. of that transit. He would be yeah. right at the focal point. So, Absolutely. Yeah. So. Yeah, okay. I meant his moon, by the way. So he's oh. born in a full moon eclipse involving the Uranus. But yeah, this is affecting his chart in a number of ways. And like you say, his natal chart, as it is, yeah. tends to have a lot of these qualities that are being activated the next week or so. Yeah. I mean, he is always kind of looking to shake things up anyway. We know that about him. And we yeah. know that he, <laughs> to say the least. But, you know, anybody who has a Sun-Uranus conjunction is not going to be sitting around just waiting for stuff to happen. You know, it's going to be wanting to 
to go into something and just move things around, you know, and basically, you know, he's very good at distracting people. I think that you mentioned online that it's a very good distraction away from the impeachment hearings. So anyway. Yeah, and I know that's a, that's a, a, a hot-button issue right now in terms of is it or is it not just a distraction. You know, right, is, is, yeah, uh, exactly. The thing is that he has all of these transits coming up this whole year, and so, for example, I believe the Saturn is opposing his natal Saturn at the right. end of the month. Right. And he's he's got a slew of energies. He's taking a lot of hits. Yeah. And that doesn't mean, you know, that uh, he's necessarily going to cause problems with starting the Third World War or something no. like that. But it does show emotionally, at the very least, it shows he's in for a very bumpy ride over the right. next few months. Right, exactly. Okay, so we've got to change gears here. We've got to move into um, the Celebrity of the Week. Now, we kind of don't have time for it <laughs> because we, we talk too much on the other stuff. Which that's I, Saturn. Yeah, that's Saturn. It just, just extends. Saturn. Yeah. So I tell, all else fails. That's all right. We're going to just leave that, and I might just leave Adam Driver for another week. But um, I think what we're talking about right now is really important. So uh, we're going to just leave that, and then we're going to move on. I'm going to take a really quick break here, and then I'm going to come back and be with you a whole lot, and we're going to talk a lot more about this, okay? Sounds good. Okay, thank you. All right, we're going to take a break right now. This is the Jupiter Rising show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. Hi, this is a live read for Angela Probst, aromatherapist. At this point, you've probably heard of essential oils. Are you confused? You're overwhelmed? Not sure where to start? There's so much information, and our aromatherapy expert, Angela Probst, with Young Living Essential Oils, can help you navigate and meet your health and wellness goals. CBD is everywhere these days, and if you're looking for a CBD choice that is transparent about its source, how it is processed, and what it will do for you, or you would like to have more information, want to talk to Angela, give her a call today at 253 278 1599 or you can visit her at her website at www.myyl.com slash Angela. This is Martha Norwalk. Every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to the Ananda Institute of Living Yoga, we cover the world of animals. This week, January 5th, it's our first show of the new year and Shelter Rescue Sanctuary and anything that helps our Animal Friends Sunday. We'll check with Laura Cook and Seattle Dogs Homeless Program, more with Kitsap Humane, some very special rescue stories, plus Raja and Hatha Yoga at Ananda. Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. Want to hear something different from talk radio? Keep your dial on Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising show right here on KKNW Alternative Radio. I'm Eileen uh, Grimes, I think. And this morning we're talking to Mr. Ray Grassi about the events that are happening this month. Ray, you're back. Yep. Yep. Okay. So let's talk some more about these three. I think, I mean, these three transits, you know, we could talk about these for about 10 shows. <laughs> you know, literally we yeah. could. But I think I would like to kind of address what Saturn-Pluto is really about, you know, because that's the most right. intense of the three, you know. And when that comes to clock in at an exact, you know, conjunction, I, you know, uh, it's too bad you can't see into the future, but then Saturn wouldn't let us do it anyway. 
So, yeah. yeah, anyway, so what are your your thoughts about Saturn Pluto? I know you've done a lot of work on this. So, well, you know, like you said, we could talk about this for hours, but it's in a nutshell, Saturn Pluto, let's say by contrast, during the 1960s we had Uranus Pluto, right, which is a much more liberal sort of wild uh, energy, yeah. uh, you know, like the hippie movement, the revolutionary spirit. Saturn-Pluto is more of a constrictive, uh, contractive sort of, it's a heavier energy, it's more conservative. You yeah. see the rise of these autocrats around the world right now, these right. kind of dictatorial types. Yeah, uh, it's, it's a very different energy. And on a personal level, I think it's a time when people are kind of having to face certain fears or insecurities. Right. Or, you know, where, I would ask people, for example, where are you having to deal with unresolved emotions right now. It might be okay. in the form of mm-hmm. resentment or lingering wounds or hatreds or whatever it might be. Yeah, right. Because this energy kind of brings things to a head, and it's not affecting everybody the same. And not mm-hmm. everybody is feeling it to the same degree of intensity. No. But I do think everybody's feeling it to some extent or another. Right. And it's a good time for kind of taking stock, regrouping, kind of looking at your life. There's a lot of restructuring that's often involved with Saturn, Pluto, especially, I think, for the um, cardinal signs, Capricorn, Cancer, Aries, and Libra, where they're having to kind of really look hard at their life, where they're going, where they've come from, that sort of thing. So that, in a nutshell, are a couple of the things I would say offhand. Okay. That's good. Okay. What's your thought about, I mean, what's... Because you've done your own research into it. I'd be curious right. to get your feedback on Well, you know, it's interesting because I kind of in the habit of watching what happens in my life during these kinds of times, you know. And there was a real shift this week from really easygoing to really stressed, you know. And it was about little everyday things. And like yesterday, this was weird. Um, yesterday, I have a TV station on TV that I really like, and it was off the air, and it was off the air, and it wouldn't come coming back on, coming back on. So I was like, okay, so I'll just wait for them to fix it, you know? Okay, that would have been my normal approach. But I thought, no, I'm going to contact the TV station and say, what the heck is going on? You've been off the air for nine hours. What's the deal? And they wrote back to me within like 10 minutes said, Where, well, tell, show us the, the picture they have on the screen. It was about having technical difficulties and all this stuff. And I said, send it to them. And they said, well, is it back on yet? They contacted me in an hour. I said, no. And, and later on in the day it was on and I contacted, actually two people at the station were contacting me back and forth wanting to know. And so they had to contact my cable company. This was very Capricornian, by the way. I couldn't help but notice, you know, this is, you know, I'm dealing with two big companies, you know, this station and also Comcast, you know. <gasps> and so um, at the end it was all put back together. But I think I may have been the only one that contacted that station about this. Because they were talking to me all day about it and said, listen, you know, the number that we wrote, you did, did text with, save that number so next time we have a problem, you let us know right away. And I just went, okay. But, you know, um, it was kind of an odd occurrence for me because I thought, well, I could have sat back and just kind of let it just work itself out. But I realized because of what I did, it got it done quicker. <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's really Saturn Pluto, but it was for me. You know, because I stood up and said, "No, this isn't going to work. I'm going to contact the company." 
you know, and, right. you know, but that was just kind of one thing and it happened in a couple of other instances, you know, where I had to like, you know, stand up and say, okay, I need to have this done. And I tell them right away, I need to have it done, please. Okay. But, um, so what I'm noticing is that, um, there, oh, here's another thing. I'm taking over my, my exercise regimen. I'm doing way more than I used to. Like five days a week, I worked out last week, which is really weird, but I'm really committed to it. There's a Saturnian word right there, committed to it and to getting better and well and all that. And there's way more energy than I used to have. So it feels like this is, that's how it's, it's relating to me personally, you know, as far as the Saturn Pluto is that there's a a definite shift in the commitment to I have to myself, but it's also reaching very deeply within me. So that's Saturn Pluto, isn't it? Kind of. I'm seeing a lot of kind of turning points in people's lives. Yeah. In terms of things come to a head for better or worse. So, yeah. for example, I have friends that uh, their relationships are breaking up. I have a couple friends where they're starting new relationships. Right. Or they're giving birth to babies or... There's, there's a sense of just transitional energy, kind of a make-or-break thing yeah. almost, where things come to a head and you're yeah. forced to make a decision. Right. And I think that Saturn-Pluto has kind of a bad rep in terms of it is a heavy energy. There's, yeah. I, you can't really sugarcoat it. And no. yet I've done a, a pretty extensive study of the brilliant people that have been born under Saturn-Pluto conjunction. Yep. And it's an amazing you know, a group of... of luminaries like Orson Welles, Stephen right. King, Patti Smith, James Taylor, Alan Watts, Billie Holiday, yeah. uh, Dylan Thomas, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So the, now, each of those individuals, have. I'm sure there was some intense struggle with their lives, yes. especially like in Orson Welles' case, it was on his uh, ascendant, so I think that had a lot yeah. to do with you know, his weight and all this, right. the body issues, but... It's, there's huge potential with Saturn-Pluto if yeah. a person knows how to work with it. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking, you know, is that, okay, I can either resist all this or I can go with it, you know, and do something about it, you know, how I feel physically, how I was handling individual problems and all that. That's just changed completely. And, and you know, I just want to bring this up really quick that, you know, a mutual friend of ours passed away this week, and that was Noel Till. And yeah. uh, and he passed away on his birthday, and it was Uranus was going stationary, and he was in the middle. He's had just had his first pass of his Uranus return, and all of that stuff. And he and he checked out at eleven eleven a.m. I mean, how metaphysical huh. can you get? But um, he was an incredible, and I mean, he was truly the the master Saturnian, you know, Capricornian teacher. You know, he taught those principles, and I learned a lot from him when I took classes from him. So um, I just yeah, he's uh, he left quite a legacy. He really did. I remember the first time I saw him was on the operatic stage here in Seattle. I saw him. Yeah, I saw him do the Ring das Nibelungen by Wagner, all four of those things, and he was in three out of the four operas. And is I have a picture of him I put on Facebook in in costume. And, I'll have to look that up. Oh, uh, well, you know how tall he was. He was perfect for the yep. king of the gods, who's <laughs> <laughs> called typecasting. <laughs> so, well, he would, he would agree, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, he would have. He would have absolutely agreed. Leo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, he was a real character, too. But 
Um, I just want to acknowledge him because that's, you know, the other thing, too, like you're saying, a lot of people and, and, and people leaving our lives. And I lost my dog last week, you know, the dog stew that I had for two years. And he died on Christmas Eve. And, yeah. And, you know, and I lost, you know, then Noel and, you know, a few other people. That's been that's been another huge test. You know, and that's very much Saturn-Pluto to see how you're going to deal with the the eventuality of that with people. So, I mean, there's so much going on with this and so many layers of experience. So, anyway, um, yes. I think the Australia situation is a part of it as well in terms of it's such a dire situation down there. I've been talking to Linda Hill about it, you know. and Oh, yes. And she, we're going to have her on at the end of the month, but I'm wondering, I'm doubting, unless their situation gets any better, she probably won't be available, you know. So, um, you know, it's, I mean, she's she's just, you know, she's scared to death, actually, you know, that she's going to yeah. be overrun by this stuff. But, you know, and um, so it's it's really tough on her, too. She's got Pluto on her ascendant. <laughs> I wonder what that means. Yeah, well, anyway. Yeah. Uh, so. Well, one of the things with Saturn-Pluto is it often does tear things down, and then there's the eventual rebirth. Yes. And you often see an element of decay or yeah. of even destruction with Saturn-Pluto, whether that's institutions or certain famous people or whatever it is. Right. And then you usually see something come out of it. Yes. It may not be obvious right away, but it's... Um, yeah, with the Pluto you know, factor, you have the rebirth part, so... Yeah. Yeah, that's... The rebirth of structures when it's conjunct yeah, Saturn. that's very true, so... Okay, so we're going to take a break here in just a second, but, um, you know, this um, this stuff is just so... I I just can't even imagine what the next few days are going to be like. I'm trying to not watch the news, you know, just so I can just hide my head under the covers and just, you know, pretend that it doesn't exist. I'm a Pisces. What can I tell you? But, you know, um, it's it's going to be um, most people. I keep asking most people, what are you all going through? It just feels like so much pressure. You know, and I said, yeah, that's what it would feel like, you know, and everything is, it's like we're, the whole United States and the world is trying to give birth to a new baby, and it's right in the middle of the labor process, and it's just right at the brink when that baby pops out, you know, and it's all the pressure being applied to that baby and also to the womb, you know, and um, it, it almost has that feeling to it, you know, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, okay, we're going to take a really quick break here. When we get back, more with Mr. Ray Grassi. This is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And this is a live read for Mr. Matt Shea and Matt Shea Books. Matt Shea writes books that centers around the common person in everyday life, people like you and me. His writings emphasize that each and every one of us was blessed with a unique, one-of-a-kind winning hand and that will eventually be called upon to serve the world we live in. Matt will write stories and conduct radio interviews for the rest of his life as a way to encourage and inspire others. A great book of Matt's is the Meadowdale Community Project, which has been receiving a lot of attention lately and can be found on Amazon and his website. 
Feel free to look at Matt's website for all of his books are available. Matt would love to hear from you and promises to answer any or all that contact him. You can also write him at his personal email address at workinmatt, W-O-R-K-N-M-A-T-T-7 at AOL.com. Or you can call him directly at 206 915 1881, and you can contact him at his website, www.mattshaybooks.com. I'm Gary Mance. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. We're a couple of baby boomers who bring you a talk radio mix of metaphysics and music, politics, and pop culture. And you never know which celebrity will join us for an interesting conversation. Mance and Mitchell is Boomer HQ, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on 1150 AM KKNW. Your home for alternative talk in Seattle and Western Washington. Easy on the ears, good for the soul. Alternative Talk, 1150. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. I'm Eileen Grimes, astrologer, and we are without Doug today. He is at an audition. We hope he gets the part. Anyway, and um, I'm here today with Mr. Ray Grassi, who is an astrologer from, I think he's Wisconsin, right? No, I live outside of Chicago. Oh, outside of Chicago. Okay, I couldn't remember. You're back east anyway. So, uh, yep. okay. So, anyway, we're back, and we're talking a lot about what's happening this month and uh, the the astrological occurrences that are happening, the events that are happening. We talked just a little bit about the Saturn-Pluto event, and that comes... How often does that conjunct? How often do that does that become? It's thirty some years. The last oh. time it conjuncted those two was in eighty two and eighty three. Though they were opposing one another uh, in uh, around two thousand one, two thousand two, around okay. the time that nine eleven happened. Okay. All right. Oh, so it was an opposition during the nine uh, eleven. Yeah, uh. and it, uh, you know, I I don't know if I've mentioned this previously, but. I was doing some research into um, past conjunctions and oppositions, and a really interesting synchronicity was that in 1931, uh, Saturn opposed the Pluto uh, within a few days of the premiere of the movie Dracula. And then at the end of the year, it it premiered, uh, the movie Frankenstein premiered about a week or two after the last Saturn-Pluto opposition. So that gives you some idea of the energy of Saturn-Pluto. <laughs> if it's used in constructive ways, you know, it's, it's an incredible energy, especially for creative individuals. Yeah, I was going to say. Been, yeah? Yeah, I was going to say that, you know, Pluto is probably all about Frankenstein and Gothic stuff, all that. But then Saturn yeah. kind of brings it into physical reality. Is that what we're kind of talking about here? Yeah. yeah. It also has Saturn-Pluto. You put those two together, and it has a certain cavernous, underground, subterranean quality to it as well, you know. Or, yeah, it does. Uh, it's, there's, it's, it's, a, it's a fascinating combination of energy in the charts of artists and musicians and all that. But yeah. when it comes up, like, it, oh, for example, around the time of 9-11, the movie uh, Lord, the uh, trilogy movie uh, series, Lord of the Rings, premiered. Oh. And that movie, it's it's about this titanic struggle to get the ring, which is a Saturn yes. symbol, and it's got the darkness, and it's got the, you know, yeah. the, uh, the, the evil versus good sort of thing. You often see this polarity of evil versus good very strong under Saturn Pluto. Okay. So we're kind of seeing that right now, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. And I think there's some practical, for what it's worth, there's 
practical tips I think that people can keep in mind. Oh, this yes, coming let's week, do that. Let's know. talk about those because um, I think we all need that rather than thinking that, you know, the whole world's coming to an end, which can sort of feel like it when we're about ready to chuck out a whole bunch of stuff and bring in something new. But it, the, right. the, the painful part of releasing this and, and not letting it go, that's the worst part, I think. Right. And that and invariably happens whenever there's a Saturn and Pluto, there's often this sense of insecurity or fear or whatever it may be. Right. And uh, and it, then it passes. But while it's there, I think it's especially good, let's say over the next week, but in particular the 10th, 11th, and 12th, right. to maybe spend a little bit more time in meditation or prayer or witnessing your thoughts and emotions, not getting so caught up in things, just while, and especially on... It's so easy now with social media. You get caught up on Facebook right. with these debates, and you know I'm right, and you're wrong. There's an extremism to Saturn Pluto that sometimes can really oh, throw you off center. You're talking about the Trumpers you know? versus the non-Trumpers. There, yeah, you know what never you're Trumpers, right. Yeah. You never Trumpers. I'm right, you're wrong. Oh boy, you know, the divide in so, our country. Yeah, doing a little more breathing techniques or yoga, or perhaps another thing that I, I think may be helpful is that I think Saturn-Pluto kind of, whenever it fires mm-hmm. uh, and wherever it falls in your horoscope, tends to face you with your shadow. It tends to face you with your unresolved issues right. or fears or insecurities. Yep. And if you work with that, it's not a bad thing. In mm-hmm. fact, it can be a healing thing. Yep. But I think that it's important to not kind of just press down the emotions to kind of hide from what these energies are trying to tell you because it actually can be an opportunity for resolving old hurts or wounds or jealousies or resentments, whatever it may be. Right. You know, and and Saturn and Pluto are in my sixth house. So Hmm. I've been working on my health stuff, you know, getting healthier, you know, changing my diet, uh, exercising five days a week, you know, um, and this is stuff that I know is going to be permanent. Because I can feel that it's just, it it had to dig down. Um, I was just feeling so lackadaisical lately with absolutely no energy. And I thought, well, what can I do to get more energy, you know? And and I had a kind of a crisis with my my diabetic condition. I went to a doctor and they said, well, we're going to put you on this medication. Didn't work at all. So and so I had I called the doctor up a week afterwards. I said, this stuff doesn't work at all. Whatever you put me on. I said, I want to go back to what I was doing, which worked. You know, says, well, you know, maybe if you wait a few days. I said, no, excuse me. No, we're going back on my form of medication is where I feel the most. I have the most energy. I feel the most active and it's working. So why, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it type of thing. So, um, and, and that kind of changed everything around, right? So, I mean, I actually talked to the doctor like that. A lot of people can't talk to the doctors like that. I do. <laughs> you know? Well, that's really interesting because the Saturn Pluto is in Capricorn, which is authority figures. Yes. And here you dealt with a sixth house, sixth house authority figure. Yep. A doctor. A doctor. And I think that to some extent people may be experiencing these energies as issues with authorities, whether yeah. that's parents, doctors, yeah. um, and not issues necessarily in a bad way. You know, it all depends on, you know, the natal chart, too. But it may be where you're having to face, you know, it could be government, could be, I know someone that's dealing with the IRS, and they're resolving it. 
Oh, but yeah. it's still, you know, a struggle. Yeah. So authority figures become a, a primary point of uh, concern under yeah. this sort of energy. I think what's actually happened to me is, and I'm not, I have Mercury in Aries, you'll have to pardon me, but um, what's happened to me is from doing this is I feel like that instead of just bringing the subject up and throwing it in their face and go, this is, I want resolution to it. You know, mm. and and that is part of the Saturn Pluto thing. It's like I don't want to hang. I don't want this hanging around anymore. I want to deal with it and get and move on. Okay, and so I want resolution. I want resolve. You know, to actually handle it. And and it's actually worked out pretty good because the gal said, "Okay, all right, we'll put you back on what you had. Sorry about that." She says, "I just mm. don't understand why those medications didn't work." Well, they didn't work, ma'am. And they added me on a new medication. They threw me on a different dosage of, and they took me off my insulin, my injectable insulin, and my my oral insulin. They changed the dosage on that. It was just nuts. It just, my body just went, I'm sorry, what are you doing? You know, and I trust my body, you know, to know what it's doing. So, you know, it was, um, it was important enough to me to get that feeling back, a feeling like I have, basically, this is it too, feeling like I have control over it. Mm. Yeah. So that's also a part of, you know, the Saturn-Pluto. It's, it's about control. <laughs> I think that this issue of health is important because um, the Saturn-Pluto is it's also about purification to some extent. Right. And detoxifying and that sort of thing. I think that right now in particular, the next, let's say, 10 days, is particularly important for people to really try to watch their diet. or Right. Be, get some exercise to kind of watch the tendency to escape into, you know, toxic sort of uh, right. substances, whatever it might be. Right. Uh, but especially because I think there is a buildup of frustration and emotions with Saturn-Pluto. And that can go, if you just, if you don't deal with it either through your body or through your, your emotions, I think it can cause problems in the body in terms of the toxins or the yeah. tightening of the muscles. Or you have an injury arteries. some kind where you're really laid up. You know, yeah. that type of yeah. thing. You know, it's going to find a different route to get out of the body, you know. And so, yeah, that's a good, very good point, you know. And, and I think that this whole toxic thing gets 10, it's made 10 times worse by Facebook, for example, where uh, you can get so caught up in interpersonal sort of disagreements yes. and debates. And yeah. I, I, I see this heating up on yep. social media in terms of people getting more emotional and negative, it's almost leading me to want to just fast off the Internet completely for the next right. week because the negativity I see. Right. And it's very easy to get sucked into that if you're not Oh, curious. it is. It really is, you know. Um, and you realize if you get into the negative emotions, how do you feel physically after you've done that? You know, you feel... That's like, just it, yeah. You feel awful, quite, you know, honestly. You feel heavy and tense and all those other things. But um, I'm noticing I'm going through my friend list right now, and anybody who has is doing the doomsday business on, oh, we're going to have a war, we're all going to die, next World War Three, all of that stuff, I completely obliterate them. I tell, take them off my friend list. I don't even want right. to see it on my friends, on my wall, anywhere. You know, and I do a fair amount of stuff on, on Facebook. But um, I think more than anything, I like to use it as an information source, you know, getting information and giving information. So uh, it's, you know, we don't need to have that kind of information given to us. We need to be able to 
think clearly and make decisions about our own lives without the influence of, of hypothetical thought. Hmm. So there. Well, one of the things that I find really helpful is having a creative outlet. Yeah. And especially if I'm dealing with negativity, whether it's through social media or through people in my neighborhood that I talk to, whatever it may be. Yeah. Or clients on the phone, for example, where I hear some pretty difficult stories from people. Yeah. Whether I choose to go out and shoot some photographs or pick up the guitar or whatever right. it may be. Right. That kind of cleanses your, your astral oh, energies yeah. in a way that you can actually go to bed and not be mulling over these things. So having some kind of creative outlet, whether you do this professionally or not, isn't the point. Yeah. It's having something or playing with, you know, a dog or a cat or a child, uh-huh. something to kind of, I, I think all of those things tend to clear the aura in a way that if you don't clear the aura periodically, these, these kind of negativities grow on your being like barnacles. Uh, yes, they do. And, you know, and I... I just realized, you know, yeah, you are a photographer, and you're a fabulous photographer, too, I have to say. And um, I'm, you know, I did some photography, but basically my whole life before I started astrology was I was a musician. I had a degree in music. You know, I used to sing professionally. And um, uh, so I don't do that that much anymore. But what I do do is I watch channels on television that are dealing with music. You know that musical concerts. Right. You know, like there's a there's a really nice one on, um, as I forget what it's called, but it has shows um, footage of concerts and that kind of thing. And basically, I watch you know classical music because that's my favorite stuff. So you know, yeah. Even if you're not yourself doing the work, uh, taking it in as an audience or as right. someone that just appreciates it, listening to it on YouTube or on. Oh, yeah. You know, the CD player, whatever. I think that this is a particularly good time. I mean, he, music is an extraordinary healing force, and yeah. I think this is a good time to really right. use that. Yeah. And, you know, I do also write too. I'm writing my book, but um, that's that's a different energy. I mean, it's creative, Very but it, it's, you have to really focus on it, you know. But with music, you can just really surrender to it. You know, yeah. just put your head back, close your eyes, and be enveloped by it, you know. And that's, that's you know, essentially, you know, your right side of your brain needs attention, too. So, you know, that, that when that happens, I feel as though, I mean, I, I mean, there's some music that just makes me well up and cry, you know. And so, and when I feel like, like I really want to let go and cry, I watch that kind of music, you know, or watch, some, you know, listen to it. So, uh, you know, music is extremely important to me, but it's, it's taken a, a different priority in, in, my, in my life. I don't do it as much, but when I am doing it, if I'm either listening to it or performing it, I let it completely envelop me. And being a Pisces, you really can't help that, you know. Right. So, um, so, yeah, I mean, you're right. Taking a, a, a detour, as it were off of the really heavy stuff and moving to something that brings you complete joy, you know, and, and so, and that can actually be done in the middle of chaos, you know, just like right yeah. now. It can and be you know, done. another energy, yeah. another energy that's happening this year, I, it's, it's, the Saturn Pluto is not the only game in town. Oh, can you another hold, thing I'm that's sorry, happening. I'm sorry, I got to yeah. interrupt you here really quick. We got to take a really quick break. Oh, sure. And when we get back, we'll finish with that thought. Be right back. Okay, this is the Jupiter Rising show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. 
And this is a live read for Susan Bergstrom. She's of the Medicare Exchange. Medicare coverage is a very important and confusing issue as we near retirement, largely because Medicare doesn't cover 100% of your medical costs, only about 80%. That means we'll need affordable supplemental coverage to take care of that 20%. Susan Bergstrom can help get the best coverage for you. With her, the process is really easy, and in the end, she'll save you money. So, to schedule an appointment or RSVP to one of her workshops, call Susan at 253-318-9379 or email her at sbergstrom at americanseniorbenefits.com. Find our app in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store and take us with you wherever you go. Alternative Talk, AM 1150. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW. And we have Mr. Ray Grassy on here this morning. It's been a fantastic visit. Um, we have been talking about all things Saturn-Pluto, which is kind of heavy. But, you know, you were just going to, before we took this break, you were going to talk about something real quick. So go ahead. Yeah. The, uh, the Saturn-Pluto is one of a number of things going on this year. But another one that's very different in tone. Mm-hmm. is uh, Jupiter sextiling Neptune for a good oh. part of the year. Ooh. And I'll give you dates in a moment here, but just okay. in a nutshell, that's an especially good energy for oh. uh, for musical, oh, yeah. creative work, for spiritual work, and um, that's going to be triggered and visionary kind of pursuit. That energy is going to be uh, starting most strongly in February around the 20th. It kicks in under the station point quite strongly the middle of May. Then the last 10 days of July, and then the um, second week of October. But the whole year really has this potential, especially around those points of this opening, this window of opportunity for spiritual pursuits, for creative pursuits, uh, anything involving the imagination and so on. That's so a- there's, there's plenty of good stuff happening this year, too. Oh, you know, it actually may be, you know, kind of lifting of the, the tension, don't you think, too? That's been going on. You yeah. know, it'll be kind yeah. of a, a release point where we can kind right. of divert our attention to something um, spiritual for a while. Right. Yeah. 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 And, and add the Jupiter part, so it'll be fun, <laughs> you know. So, uh, oh, that's really going to be good, I think. Yeah. I have the opposition, Jupiter and Neptune. So um, it'll probably mm-hmm. be, you know touching me in a certain way, since I already have that in aspect. But, um, yeah, it's um, that's actually good to know. And that kind of, you know what that does? That gives us hope. <laughs> you know? that yeah, aspect. there is a quality of, like, of hope and, uh, you know, hope can change with the uh, Jupiter-Neptune aspect. And, right, exactly. Uh, the Jupiter's in Capricorn, the Neptune is in Pisces, so there is also the possibility of, bringing the abstract down to earth. You know, okay. whether, let's say for a composer, that's great. For a mystic, yeah. it's great. For anyone trying to you know, combine business and spirituality, it's great. There's a lot of things that can be done with that sort of combination. Right. right. Yeah. I mean, the possibility, you know, we can probably see some pretty amazing music being composed during those times, too, by whomever's into that or has on that particular track. You it know. could also be the film industry. We could oh, yes, see, I'd be too. interested to see what films come out yeah. under those times because I've done a lot of work with watching films that come out under planetary aspects, and okay. it's pretty fascinating. Well, you know, it could be something quite religious or, you know, something that's 
you know, made it's sort of a fantasy movie, but it has some reality to it because it's in Capricorn, Jupiter and Capricorn, but you know, it's gonna have a message behind it. So, you know, maybe That's true. That you know, could be. Yeah, um, the message is like just hang in there, kids. This is difficult, but we'll get through this. Humanity is good for that. So, you know, we'll see what happens. It's really something. So 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 how are the these three transits we talked about, how is it hitting your chart, Ray? It's uh, basically I'm I'm dealing with some health issues, which I won't go into detail. Nothing nothing terrible, but uh-huh. um, it does affect my uh, well it affects a number of houses because we're talking about three different transits. The full right. moon involves two places. The the Uranus uh, station involves another, the Taurus yeah. point, and the Saturn Pluto's in Capricorn. Well, that also is tied into the the ether. Right, but uh, so it's kind of hitting a lot of different points in my chart, and fortunately, I have some good energies. I have a good aspect between Saturn and Pluto in my natal chart, and okay. I think that's uh, that's one of the things I've been telling people is how this is going to affect you depends to some extent on how your natal Saturn and Pluto are configured, either towards each other or in terms of the other planets in your chart. Mm-hmm. So. Someone that has a, a, a trine or a sextile between Saturn and Pluto, like you often see with people born around 1959, right. for example, that's going to be quite different. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's going to be less of a struggle than you're going to find maybe with someone born under a Saturn square Pluto. Okay. And um, and for me, I, I'm basically dealing with it trying to, like, like you actually, trying to kind of get my health in order, trying to straighten out some practical issues. Right. It's, it's in my fourth house, and so I'm kind of rearranging the place I live in. And, oh, that's a uh, in good fact, idea. I posted something on, on Facebook a few days ago that there is a, uh, it was quite funny, but it actually was a very useful sort of, it was a calendar showing how to declutter your life in 30 days. Yes, I remember reading that. Yeah, and every day it was a slightly <laughs> different project. And I'm telling people it's actually a pretty good way to work through some of the Saturn oh, in terms great. of clearing out the old garbage and dealing with the work of facing the things you don't want to get rid of. And right. So spending, doing a little bit each day yeah. to kind of straighten your life out, get rid of clutter, go through your closets, go through your file cabinets, etc. Um, I think it's a marvelous way to work out the Saturn-Pluto. Yeah, and actually you can capitalize on the energy that it's feeding you, so you're actually quite motivated to do it rather than just doing it because you think you have to, you know. Right. So there's a motivation there to do it, you know. Um, I, I noticed that, and I and my moon in Virgo was very happy to read that. Oh, that's right. You, you posted that. Yeah. <laughs> I said, oh, good, oh, getting organized. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's my yeah. favorite thing to do. Yeah, so... Oh, Living yeah. the dream. Yeah, that's right. Filling the dream, yes. So, um, yeah, that's pretty awesome. And, you know, I've got to actually read that again. I might actually copy it off so I can have, have it sitting around the house to look at, you know, to see it on my, you know, right. my refrigerator door or something. So, yeah. So, anyway, well, Ray, we're done today. It was really a wonderful, wonderful show. Thank you for coming on and helping us understand what's going on in this in the skies right now. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. You have a great day, okay? Thanks. You too. You bet. Bye-bye. Okay. So now uh, we have the the things that are coming up. And we got a new one here. And this is actually not new, but it's the Emerald Spiral Expo. It's coming up. It's coming up here on March 28th and, and, uh, and March. 
And um, there's several things I want to tell you about it. It's the biggest and preeminent, preeminent New Age fair in the Northwest, featuring spiritual, metaphysical authors, crystals, and many psychic readers. There's over 90 booths selling crystals, books, and readings. And also there's a new keynote speaker. His name is Colby Wilk, who possesses the ability and fine-toned skills to access pure source. Then read whatever issues are present in your life. Colby is terrific at answering personal inquiries with information that empowers us all. He will lecture, heal, and perform a workshop at the Expo. Bring family and friends and kindred spirits to explore the exciting world of alternative medicine, new age wisdom, and quantum physics. The Emerald Spiral is a free event with free healings and lectures and free parking at the Kent Commons at 525 4th Avenue North in Kent on Saturday, March 28th from 10 until 4. Those are brand new hours. And to learn more, if you want to talk to Astara Brisky, she is the manager of this event. If you're interested in becoming a vendor, you can contact her at emeraldspiral.com and allow the Emerald Spiral Expo to help you discover new adventure on your journey of spirituality, your purpose, and the magic inside you. And then we have the After Dark Readings. Those are starting up on Monday. That is uh, for the Pizza Casas on Monday on the 8th. And that's going to be, or the 6th, excuse me. And uh, that's 4 until 7. That's 12924 Pacific Highway Southwest in Lakewood, Washington, 98499. So $20 for uh, $20 for 20 minutes and $40 for 20 minutes. And if you come early and you have seen or heard the YouTube, you've not seen it. If you've heard the Jupiter Rising show, get a free reading or a free book by Matt Shea. He will be there, too, as well. And then then on Wednesdays this week, I'm not going to be doing uh, Burr's because I'm doing another event on Wednesday. But that's usually where I'm at, at Burr's Restaurant. And I'll tell you about that next time. So Burr's Restaurant from 630 to 830 p.m. And so if you also are kind of curious about uh, the horoscopes that I do, that's on 1150kknw.com. And if you go on the front page, you'll see the horoscopes all spread out by the individual horoscope and click your horoscope and then read it. And so I do them every week and every Monday they are updated. So by noon. So um I had a friend who said, why don't you tell people about that? Because I love those. And I said, okay, I'll do that. So I did. So anyway, that's happening. And so to contact us, you can contact me through EileenGrimes.com or JupiterRisingShow.com. And then also you can get a hold of Ray, too. I didn't, do, didn't get his information, but I have it here. It's www.RayGrassy.com. And since Doug isn't here, I'm going to give out his information anyway. If you're interested in a reading or talking to him, his phone number is 206-769-4924. And then next week, we have on Ms. Angela Propes. She's going to be talking about aromatherapy and aromatherapeutic things and um, and her um, remedies that she has. She's going to be on doing that. And I think on the 18th, we're going to have Kim Rogers. I'm not too sure about that. She's kind of been under the weather for a while, but I'm going to touch bases with her this week to see if she's going to be on. And I will let you all know next week by it's that I'll find out that she's going to be on. Anyway, 
That's it for us today. We had a great show with Ray Grassi, and I want to welcome you to the new year 2020 and Jupiter Rising Show. Take care. This is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. <laughs>